0: morning. Welcome all to Mariner's Church. Thank you for being part of today. My name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here. Hey, about the, how about the Half Moon Bay football team, the Cougars? Ah, that yeah, that is awesome as they continue their, their march into state. That's, that's really terrific. The game was last night, um, 6 o'clock here, and we had, we had worship services. Our Saturday night service is on saturday at six and and a couple of the the worship team members had tickets to the game they had they they had to go and and mark being one of them and and so they were you know they were fine if the message didn't go too long you know they were all fine with that and and normally you know you know mark will take time in between songs to talk about the songs we call them mini marks by the way they're mini mark (laughs) messages so so he does that. Last night, nothing, nothing at all. In fact, all the songs were like double time. They were singing like the chipmunks, you know, really fast. And I'm going through them. And, and, and normally, I'm kind of at, at, at the worship team's mercy as far as my message goes, you know. Last night, it was totally mine. Boy, I had, I had them. I could go on forever and ever and ever, but um, we, we didn't. Hey, it is good to have you guys here. We're so, so glad that you came this morning. I, I would like to draw your attention to the white rose that's over there. Um, on my left. That is, we put those out anytime somebody has indicated a first-time decision for Jesus Christ. And so that happened last week. So let's, um, yeah. And if you have questions about what it means to be a follower of Jesus or to become, uh, you know, a, a Christ follower, to be completely made new with Jesus, we would love to talk to you about it. That's one of the main reasons why we're here is to help you with that. And so please, um, 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 talk to somebody about your spiritual life and you're starting your new life with God. It's it's, it's a really terrific thing. Also, I hope you take advantage of inviting people for Christmas, um, Christmas Eve service. We do explain best we can in, in a way that hopefully is understandable to everybody what Jesus came for and what it means to have a relationship with God through him. And so um, this is your chance to invite people. The statistics show that most people are more open to coming Christmas Eve and Easter, but Christmas Eve I think is a little bit higher than any other time throughout the year to come into a church service. And so, um, be praying for your neighbors and friends, and make sure you come. It's just a, it's such a good service um, for that and and for them to be here. Hey, let's take a second and pray, can we? Lord, thank you for now these moments, this time we have, and I pray that you'd give me the right words. And in Jesus' name, Amen. Our season is uh, we're calling it Reasons for this this season and. It's kind of based on the whole question of how it's so easy to forget the real purpose behind it. How did, how did a time of giving thanks, Thanksgiving, because the season starts way back then, how did a time of simply giving thanks to God and the birth of Jesus in a manger turn in to this, you know, everything that's going on around us. Every ad now is about Christmas and Christmas sales. Every internet ad you get is about that. How did it turn into things like malls and Amazon and decorations and, and, and all these kinds of things that are just above and beyond what we could imagine happening for just a simple night where Jesus was born? How, how did it happen? But more than that, not just simply analyzing and taking apart everything that's going on, because actually I like those kinds of things quite a bit. How can we redeem this season and take advantage of it? I mean, how can we take the elements that this season represents and really take advantage of it? For instance, it is a season of giving. We, 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 we know that. So let's give. You know, let's give. You have you have an excuse to give for no reason things to people, and joy to people, and your love to people. You can give generously and readily to to charities and to causes and and to people. So give. God gave, so let's give. It's also a season of getting. We we get. And so make sure that you get everything that God has for you in this season and in this time. Open your lives to God and open your lives to other people. Receive from them. We also talk about it being a season of hope, and a hope is certainty of God's promises. And so take advantage of all the hope that God can give you, of being certain of not only His love for you, but His plan for your life, and beginning to base your life on it. Last week, we talked about it being a season of of joy. Joy is a whole lot more than just simply happiness. It's that deep, settled assurance of God's control of every single thing part of your life, no matter what you're going through. And and what we want to talk about this morning is this is also a season of peace. This is one of the main reasons we have it. I always get a little amazed when 700 years before Jesus was, was born, Isaiah the prophet in the Bible, he prophesied this. It says, For unto us a child is born. We just sang that. Unto us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. What? Prince of Peace. And there there it is. 700 years before, prophesied Jesus was going to come, and he would be the prince, the owner, the one who kind of authors peace. When Jesus was born, the angel said this, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. Jesus in his lifetime would say this, peace I leave with you, my peace. I give with you. And just a few years after Jesus' resurrection, the Apostle Paul, a follower of Jesus, said, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It's like this whole thing about Jesus is framed with what? With peace. I mean, 700 years before it was prophesied, he talked about it, the angels yelled about it, and then people write about it, the peace that God can give you through Christ. And so obviously when we talk about him being the Prince of Peace, he really is. He's really in charge of this. The whole deal with Jesus is filled with peace. What, what is peace, anyway? You know, what is peace? One time we did, when I was younger, we did, um, um, when I was a little kid, or younger, in, in college, we did a, a uh, mission to Mexico, and I remember we had to learn the words, you know, Yo tengo, yo tengo paz, 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 and mi Corazon. Donde, you know, en mi corazón, you know, where I've got peace, 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 peace in my heart. What is peace? You know, what is that all about? A couple of ways we use peace. Um, When I was a little kid, my folks took us to the church Christmas Eve service. Remember going to those things when you're a little kid, you know, candle lighting and all that kind of stuff. And we had to wear our sweaters and our little bow ties and all that kind of stuff. And after the service, my parents did what all grown ups do. They what? Talked, you know, talked and talked. And, and 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 you know, for when you're a little kid it's just an interminable long time that you're there. But it was Christmas Eve and so they had hot chocolate and cookies and candy canes. So as my parents were doing what all parents do, we did what all kids do and what? We ate and drank. And and so we got in the car and my mom and dad were kind of filled with this glow and they said, Hey boys, let's go look at Christmas lights in the neighborhood. Remember doing that? Remember driving around the car, you know, or driving around at Christmas neighborhood, and my parents were filled with Christmas joy, and we were filled with sugar and caffeine, <laughs> so, so it was quite a difference in atmosphere between the front seat and the back seat, and, and, and there's Christmas music playing on the radio, but we're ballistic. We're just bouncing around in the, in the back seat. It's, it's, it's amazing how quickly my dad went from heavenly peace to hellacious anger. I mean, he's, he's back there, you know, reaching, trying to grab anything that's moving and, and, and squirming. Now now after that little tirade my dad had it got quiet in the in the back seat of the car and and the, although it was quiet was there peace no there's a difference between quiet and peace just because things are calm doesn't mean there's peace and understand that just be, just because things are calm and quiet doesn't mean there's peace for instance you might be sitting next to someone who's really, really important to you in life. And you're sitting together quietly, but right now you sense there's no peace between you. There have been issues that are going on. Or, or you might be sitting quietly, but in your heart there's just a storm of emotions that are going on. We can be quiet and we can be settled, but we may not have Peace. The Bible's concept of peace is not just no noise. It's just not no conflict. It's not just no fighting. There's more. It's not just the negative of no. It's all kinds of positive. The idea that God would have when He talks about peace, it is it is a it is a well being, and it is contentment. It is a sense of fulfillment and fullness. A sense that all is okay, and because of God, it's going to stay okay because God is in control of my life. It is that sense of fullness because God is in charge of this whole thing, and it's going to be okay. Even though I might be going through a hard time, a troubled time, there is something deeper than that, even beyond that. And that is the sense of God's control. Jesus said this. Listen to what he said. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. There it is. In me, you may have peace. In the world, you'll have trouble. You know, you're going to have trouble. There's going to be problems. But take heart, I've overcome the world. Do you see how peace can come from that? Do you understand how we're going to have trouble, we're going to experience trouble and all this. But deep inside, deep below, down below, Jesus has said, I've overcome the world. So you can have that deep, settled sense of peace. Peace isn't the absence of problems. It's not. Peace is not the absence of problem, it's a settled fulfillment and calmness because of God's love, plan, and care for my life. And Jesus is the prince of it. That means he's in charge of it. He owns it. He's got it cornered. He knows it all all about it. So how 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 do how do I how do I get this? I was talking to the guy, he's a good friend of mine, and 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 kind of continually what frustrates him is, is why can't the world have more peace? You know, why can't there be more peace in the world? You know, why can't it? And, and I thought of that, you know, that that brutally true quote, it was of a number of years ago, where somebody said the only time there's world peace is when all the nations stop to reload. You know, you, you hear the irony in that kind of thing? It's just kind of a weird thing. And it's ironic that we have United Nations peacekeeping forces, you know? You hear that? How crazy that is. And there's tanks and there's armaments and there's guns and there's, there's, you know, all kinds of weapons to keep peace. It seems to me that we shouldn't have to keep peace. It seems to me that peace should kind of be coming from, from within, from within each one of us. And so when my friend asks, why does is, why is the world have more peace? It's, it's a complex question. It's not that complicated an answer. The problem is with me. It's within me. And it's within you, and it's in with you, and it's within all of us about a billion, eight billion times over because we don't have peace on the inside or we have this thing that causes us to do wrong and this thing that causes us to be selfish, and it can be multiplied again and again and again. And the inside, we're not at peace, and it leaks, and and we smack into each other. I mean, you think after 8,000 years of history, we would have got this peace thing figured out. You know, you'd think we'd have enough time to figure it out. After 8,000 years, we'd kind of figure out how to get along. Are we any closer to peace today than we were 100 years ago or 1,000 years ago? We've just found more complicated and sophisticated ways to kill each other. I mean, that's the way it seems to be. So obviously, it, it it can't come from within us. Otherwise, we would have figured it out by now. So unless there's something that comes from the outside into this world of ours to bring peace, we, we can't do it. And all of a sudden now we're moving into Christmas. So we read this, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He came from the outside of humanity. When you think about it and, and it just kind of make it so we all um, can kind of break it down simply, peace needs to happen in three directions, okay? There, there's three ways that peace happens. One, it kind of happens up, you know? I need to have spiritual peace. That would be peace with God. That is that is critical. But second thing, also, I have to have inner peace. You've heard that term, inner peace. That's an inward Peace. Peace needs to happen here. Peace. I want peace to happen here. But also, there's another way that peace needs to happen, and that's out, you know, out that direction to, to other people. We want peace with God. We want peace with ourselves. And we want peace with other people as well. And Jesus came to bring all three. And he's the only one that can bring all three. And, and let's look at those really quickly. First of all, Jesus came to bring peace with God, and that would be spiritual peace. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that, that when a relationship is out of whack, nothing else kind of seems to matter? relationship close to you is out of whack. You know, it's just things just don't, don't go right, you know, nothing. you got a strain or a conflict, and it just kind of robs you of, of, of joy and everything. Just everything kind of seems off. You know, you're mad about everything. Lisa and I, Lisa, um, my wife, we don't fight. Um, I'm a pastor. We don't fight. Um, <laughs> we do have times of intense fellowship, though, honestly. <laughs> And one Sunday morning, we had some intense fellowship, <laughs> and I got here, and, and, and uh, it affected me. It deeply affected me, the way I related to you as people. You know, the way I got up here, I changed the message around and talked about how we're all going to hell. I mean, it was a horrible, <laughs> it was a horrible Sunday. It, it messed me all up. I mean, it, it just does. And we know that's true. When the connections aren't working right, when the relationships aren't working right, we don't do so we don't do so well and there's nothing that affects us more than being out of whack with god nothing affects us more than being out of whack with god we got the guilt we got the shame you know we got the embarrassment we got all these weird things that can go on and the bible says that the first thing jesus came to do to restore peace was between you and god between humanity and god but you personally and god that's what it came for the Bible says God sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. There it is, right there. That's why he came. And, and why do I need this? And, and here's what you can share with your family and your friends as they all come into your house for, for the holiday season. The word is sin, you know, and, and that's not a church word. That's a real word. That's a personal word. And, and sin means more than just simply doing bad. Sin means going my own way. That's, that's what it means. I'm doing things, you know, my way. I'm doing things my own way. And I'm going to make up the rules for me. And if I have the opportunity, I'm going to start making up the rules for you, you know. And the rules I make up for you are going to benefit who? They're going to benefit me, you know. And all of a sudden, you see how sin can start causing all kinds of problems within? It's saying to God in its rawest form, God, I'm not going to let you be God. I'm going to kind of take charge of this whole deal. That's where sin comes from. The bad behavior follows along. But it's the rebellion against God. And this goes back to the Garden of Eden. Don't touch the the, the tree. You know, don't eat the fruit. And Adam and Eve said, we're going to do it our way. Who are you to make the rules about life? I want to take charge here. It's an internal act of revolt. And that. By the way, it's why small sins are just as bad as big sins, okay? They're just as bad. Now, the consequences and the results are different. Understand that. But in God's sight, they're the same because they're in internal rebellion against God. And as a result, it's thrown the relationship crazy. God doesn't want you disconnected. And so this whole messed up world is not God is at war with the world and God is angry with the world. It's we're in rebellion against God and trying to do it our way. And as a result, things are happening the way they're happening. So that verse, God sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. Peace with God doesn't come from what you do. It comes from what God did. It comes from what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And that's why it's such a big deal around here. It's not what you do. Jesus came into the world and that's what Christmas is all about. Here's a great verse. You know, keep this one and show it to people. Even though we were his enemies, God made peace with us because his son died for our sins. There it is. Now that we're at peace with God, we will be saved for eternity by his son's life. What a cool verse that is. And that's how it's done. You, you don't have to offer any peace offerings to God. You accept what Jesus did, and that gives me peace with God. And my hope would be that you would have that. And again, if not, talk to us because that's the critical component that energizes you and gives you the power for the next two. The next one is 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 personal peace. That would be peace within, peace within, peace with God will give me peace within. As as I was writing this out, even this point, um, I have on my on my on my laptop. This thing—I don't know how to undo it. It's um, whenever I get an email, it it it, it pops up on the right top right corner, you know like that. If you have ADD, it's terrible because all of a sudden you're, you know. You know <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about anyway. And 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 but this one popped up as I'm writing this, and and the email said titled, Get Peace of Mind. I thought, whoa, wow, you know that's appropriate. I mean, here it is, right here, an email that will tell me how to have peace of mind. <laughs> In fact. This may make this whole message irrelevant. It's right here on some website. All I have to do is click. And so, of course, you know, I clicked getting peace of mind. How to get peace of mind? Well, <clears throat> it was from Home Depot, okay? <laughs> and it says if I buy a new hot water heater from them and install it, I can finally have what? Peace of mind. There you go. It's right there. We're done. Amen. God bless you. Go home. (laughs) Big familiar verse. I love this one. The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I, I, I love not only the concept peace of mind, but I love where it says transcends all understanding. Meaning, I don't quite get why I have peace right now. But I do. My world is kind of not going the way I would want it to. But inside, there's something going on that's giving me this peace that uh, that I can maybe I can make it. God, thank you for that. Well, how do I get that kind of peace that transcends all understanding? Here it goes. It says, don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Peace of God, which transcends all understanding, there it is, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Step by step. By step. Go back in your Bibles and underline this verse, by the way. Prayer, petition, thanksgiving. He says, first of all, pray, pray about everything. Notice he says in everything by prayer and petition. You look at those two different words, prayer and petition. What's the difference between the two? A lot, and it's important. The word for prayer right here is more on the concept of worship, meaning not singing songs of worship, but it's grasping and understanding who God is. It's saying to God, God, right now I know who you are, and I know you're in charge. I know you're involved in my life, and I am so thankful for this. You are God, I'm not. your God, and this is... You, this is who you are. And then it would say everything by prayer and and petition. Petition is request. Now that you've got the experience of understanding God, you can ask. You just simply ask. Because your concept of who God is will help filter then the ask of what you're asking for. I got a problem, I take it to God, I see how big God is and loving, my stress level begins to go down because I see now God that he cares, and I can ask for God anything. What's funny for me is when I get an understanding of God, a closeness with him, a relationship, my my requests sometimes almost seem to align with what his will would be for that. So we spend time with God, we ask God, and then it says thank him. It says with thanksgiving. Now, in this whole little construct of what we've done, you know, we've you know, prayed, petitioned, and we give thanks. What's changed? What's changed in your problem and your circumstance? Nothing has changed. You've been spending maybe 45 seconds with for this whole deal, but you're already giving thanks. You're giving thanks ahead of time. You're giving thanks to God ahead of time that he's in charge, and he's got it all figured out, and he's got it all worked out, and this is now involved in trust and faith. God I don't know the results. You do. (laughs) You do. But you're God, and I've asked, and I trust you, so I'm going to give you thanks, how you're going to work this whole deal out. I'm trusting God to thank him in advance. We really need to understand and get a glimpse of God being God overall and and see his work in his hand in, in lives, in our lives. Then it says if you do this, you'll experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There you go. There you go. So not 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 only not only do I have now peace with God, I have I have I have inner peace that no matter what I'm going through, God knows, He's aware, He sees the end, He knows what's gonna happen, and He's gonna be there to carry me through that, no matter what it is. Have you ever um Sometimes I'll be flipping channels, you know, um, and and there's a station higher up in the channel thing, and it's got NFL games on it, and, I'm, and I'll say, oh, cool, a football game is going on, and it's Tuesday night, you know, and it's NFL. Wait, who plays foot NFL games on Tuesday night? And it's a rerun from Sunday morning. You know, they're playing a rerun on Sunday morning, and you know what? If my team were playing and they were behind by 28 points and it's the third quarter, but I already knew the end, that we win, would I stress about the score? No. I'd sit back and enjoy and watch how they came back if I'd never seen the game. Why? Because the game's already been won. It's already over. Things thing's already done. game been played. You have to understand with God, the Bible says if God is for us, who can be against us? He's already given us all things. If he's given us Christ, he's going to give us all things anyway. Game's done. It's over. It's won. Yeah, this life, we're going to get beat up, and we're going to get bruised, and we might get a broken leg, you know, from a bad tackle or things like that. The score's already done. God wins. And in Christ, we win with him. So I can sit back and watch the game with perfect peace no matter what the score is. Why? Because I know... We already win. Last one is peace with others. If I got peace with God, I got inner peace now. Don't you think? Don't you see how it affects my my relationship with other people? Um, um I actually really like Christmas lights on other people's houses, <laughs> not on mine. On other people's, you know, because they can pay those PG&E bills. But anyway, I, I love. Them. And and we got neighbors. Actually, our neighbors are really cool neighbors, they got every single type of Christmas light and light bulb that exists on it. They've got the the laser things that are moving around, and they've got the little ones and the big ones and the flashing ones and the blow-up ones. It's quite a treat to to go by their house, and I'm just glad it's it's them, not me. But um, when when I did put up lights this year, but sometimes those little icicle lights we had, and the thing that drove me absolutely berserk about those lights is if one goes out, a whole block of them goes out, you know, not the whole strand, but the whole block. And you can't figure out which one it is. You have to find an extra bulb somewhere and see if, you know, Then you have to take out every one and plug it in. Take one out and plug it in. Take one out, put them down. Put them and all of a sudden you realize, uh-oh, which is the good one and which is the bad one? I don't even know. And then you got to start all, all over again. You know, <laughs> it, drives me, it drives me crazy. But then I started thinking about that's an awful lot like relationships, you know. If I'm off or one's out, it affects a whole lot. A whole block goes out, you know. A whole bunch do. Um, I'm out of whack. I make your, your life miserable. And then we're all out of whack. The closer I get to God, the more I understand he made me and the peace I have within my life. And the more I understand his forgiveness for me, you know, that I am a can be a jerk sometimes. But he loves me and he forgives me. And I have, if I could have hurt him because God can't be hurt, I would have, but he loves me and forgives me. I realize the enormity of the stuff I've done against God and how with open hands, open heart, continued love, he loves me. What does that do for my relationship with other people that I think, quote, have hurt me? So it says make allowances for each other's faults. Just, you understand that? hear that saying? Make allowances for each other's faults. Okay, we're not even on the forgiveness. It's just a matter of, look, I figure you're going to screw up. I make allowances for that. I leave a lot of margin in my life for you goofing up on me. And please leave an awful lot of margin for me to goof up on you because I will. So let's leave lots of margin here. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. You must forgive others also. See how that makes peace between people? It makes peace between people. Get to that point understanding where God has loved you so much and forgiven you so much, and that's so much a part of your life that when somebody asks, hey man, I screwed up, would you forgive me? It's already happened. It has already happened. You already forgave him a long time ago because you left so much margin for them that it's okay. Peace up with God gives me peace on the inside so I can have peace out to you. I love this stuff. I, I, I love this stuff. He will be called Wonderful Counselor Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Reason for the season. I mean, that's it. That's that's it for peace. God knows all along how peace gonna happen. Boy, and as a pastor, I'd love us to be <coughs> continuing be you to have that peace on the inside. And what we do sometimes at the end of the service, give you time to just connect with God for your own personal connection with him. I'm going to ask the worship to come on up while we Take a moment and pray. Would you please pray with me? Just bow with me right now. If you need peace with Jesus, peace with God, maybe you're struggling with sin, struggling with your rebellion against God. Maybe you've never surrendered your will and you know it. You're saying, God, I've had enough. I'm done. I can't continue the way I've been going. you realize that's a place where all of us have been? We've surrendered to God, and we've said, God, I, I can't. I can't. I need your help. I need your forgiveness. I need you. So forgive me. I am believing by faith, completely by faith, that Jesus died. And when he died, he died for me. He died to pay the penalty for me. how he lives and the life he lives he gives me that's peace with God and right now what you're going through what you're experiencing if you're in Christ you know what the final score is you win he wins and the life that you can live now here in this flesh can be lived for God isn't that cool Take peace in that right now. Leave margin. Leave room. For other people. They're not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are. So let's give lots of space for the screw-ups that are going to happen. And let's laugh about them and forgive each other quickly and easily. We may be at peace. Maybe you're sitting next to someone and you had your intense fellowship come in here. Just reach out, maybe touch them on the elbow, sign of saying, please forgive me. Let's be together again. And Jesus, thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. This is really good stuff. and I love it. All of these people, bless them. Jesus.